Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder of Web3 Labs and your host of the Web3 Innovators podcast, where you'll hear from those people changing the face of finance and other industries with Web3 and blockchain technologies. As with the last season, in each episode, I speak to a new guest who shares insights from their own journey with Web3, giving you the chance to learn about challenges they've faced along the way and how it's impacting their industry right now and will in the future. In addition to the episodes with guests, I'm going to be sharing a spoken essay on a topic relevant to Web3 each week, which has caught my attention. New episodes will be out weekly, so please hit that subscribe button to ensure you get each episode as it comes out. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star rating and review. Even if it's just a few words, we'd love to hear from you. The next big thing in DeFi fully collateralized securities. Stablecoins are a cornerstone of the DeFi ecosystem, providing crypto natives with on-chain dollars, not subject to the wild volatility of native cryptocurrencies, provided they're fully collateralized, that is. However, there's no reason why this collateralized model cannot be applied to a much wider range of financial assets, for instance, securities. This is exactly what a project named BACT has done. There's now a token available on Ethereum which tracks shares in the S&P 500 ETF, specifically the iShares Core S&P 500 ETF with the ticker CSPX. The token is named BCSPX, which stands for Backed CSPX, of which there are 100 tokens with the standard 18 decimals of precision for an ERC-20 contract. These tokens represent a maximum issuance of $100 million according to the final terms database. Although the issue volume is up to 100 million Swiss francs, according to the legal terms, this is because the issuer backed assets GmbH is based in Switzerland and complies with the Swiss DLT Act. The fees taken by the underlying investor are stated as up to 0.5% of the marketplace of the underlying ETF. As the underlying is a regular ETF, it's relying on traditional financial markets asset infrastructure, including its broker, security agent and custodian. So whilst it's Web3 enabled, it's still using traditional rails behind the scenes. This does go against the idea of a fully native DeFi assets. However, this playbook is likely to be the most viable approach to driving widespread adoption of DeFi technology and finance. For years, it has been discussed how blockchain, crypto and DeFi can impact financial services, but it's been difficult to comprehend what this disruption looks like. Fully collateralized on-chain assets seem like a likely route forward. Any organization holding significant currency reserves could issue a stable coin. Exactly the same logic applies to securities. If banks are starting to tokenize deposits to issue stable coins, why couldn't we see the same thing happen with issuers of securities? There's already a multitude of platforms offering asset tokenization services, but what we have yet to see is the availability of public market securities on blockchains. Public blockchains are effectively a new distribution platform for these assets. Currently, retail investors have to go through a broker to access them, be that a broker in the traditional sense or a fintech platform such as Robinhood. There are two beneficiaries of this. Firstly, any assets that are available on a public blockchain have got global reach. We've seen how transformative access to stablecoins such as USDC is in the developed world, and the same could happen with securities too. Enabling anyone globally to hold an ETF tracking the S&P 500 greatly democratizes access to financial products. Secondly, the programmable nature of blockchain assets will create many new opportunities for innovation. What's there to stop developers from creating self-managing, composable portfolios of equities or ETFs that are managed entirely via smart contracts? 
We've seen many of the world's largest brands and artists embrace NFTs to provide a new channel to engage with their customers and fans. Issuing fully collateralized assets on a public blockchain is an equivalent opportunity for the financial services industry. Navigating complex blockchain data shouldn't hold you back. Introducing Chainlens Blockchain Explorer, your user-centric gateway to the blockchain universe. Unlike traditional explorers, Chainlens focuses on your needs. No more overwhelming blocks and transactions. We're all about your experience. Chainlens revolutionizes the way you see blockchain. With customizable lenses, you see what you want, when you want it. From tokens to NFTs, it's all at your fingertips. And guess what? You don't need to be a tech guru. Our clean interface and easy-to-use API make blockchain accessible to everyone. Say goodbye to cryptic hexadecimal and hello to a new perspective. Join the future of blockchain exploration. Visit chainlens.com and experience the difference today. Chainlens, see the blockchain your way. At the current time, organizations such as Circle and Back are positioning themselves for providing the services to bring different financial assets on chain. If we put regulatory hurdles aside, is there a reason why exchanges could not potentially offer such products to retail investors? Given the success of stablecoins in DeFi, it is logical that something similar will emerge for securities, where those that gain significant traction are assets that bridge the old world with the new. They don't declare the traditional financial worldview as completely broken, but instead find ways to bridge it with the new. This is good for users as the existing trust and relationships that have been established can be leveraged to onboard new users onto these blockchain-enabled assets, rather than simply declaring the existing antiquated. We need to lower the barriers to entry for certain financial products and established entities such as banks and exchanges are well placed to offer this. This has parallels with what we saw with the World Wide Web. When the web started out, it was simply a repository for information. There wasn't a clear path to monetization for many companies. However, as more users were onboarded and the tools for engaging with websites, i.e. browsers, became more familiar, we saw companies establishing their web presences and it became another mechanism they could reach their customers via. Smartphones and app stores also played a part here, but the point was that the internet enabled companies to streamline their relationships with customers and ultimately services moved from offline to online. With on-chain fully collateralized securities and decentralized exchanges, issuers have the opportunity to offer assets directly to investors bypassing traditional brokers and investment platforms. This significantly streamlines some of our modern financial infrastructure. The model offered by Circle and Bact is a simple distribution channel for currencies and ETFs. It doesn't in any way influence or modify the assets they represent. They are financial products made available on blockchains. Whilst it isn't just retail investors accessing crypto markets, I think it's fair to consider these types of products as being retail focused. They are underpinned by assets that are managed in wholesale financial markets and exactly how blockchain will impact there is less certain. Internet technologies were embraced within wholesale finance via private networks with strict onboarding controls. Websites and apps were mainly embraced for retail-focused financial products. It is possible that we will see the same thing happen with blockchains, where wholesale networks remain on permission blockchain rails, with retail offerings made available via public blockchain rails. Blockchain technology will be used throughout financial market infrastructures, but it will be challenging for larger nations to prioritise building on top of public networks due to the decentralised trust they enforce. Instead, public blockchain networks may end up serving as a mutual trust layer for bridging between different jurisdictions for private networks. Whether it plays out this way remains to be seen. 
However, in the nearer term, we're going to start seeing a lot more financial securities showing up on chain, and this will help catapult the TradFi industry onto Web3. Thanks for listening to this episode. I have a quick favor to ask. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it. Leave a five-star rating and review it. Even if it's just a few words, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. Until next time.